Cage Walls Katuk, your weekly heart-to-heart on all things animals. My name is Jody Whitaker, and I am the founder and executive director of the Chicago Alliance for Animals, the partnership to ban horse carriages worldwide, and the Center for Ethical Science. The show was created by my all-grassroots organizations working to liberate animals from suffering and pain. So I want to give a quick um, reminder to anyone listening that uh, the My Giving Circle contest ends uh, tonight at 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. So if you're listening and you can go on to uh, just do a search for My Giving Circle and uh, do a search for Chicago Alliance for Animals and vote for us in the next couple hours, that would be great. Uh, Donations are greatly appreciated and help. Uh, help us keep stay in the top 10 to win a grant. Uh, voting is free, and then you could share it and urge your contacts to also vote for CAA uh, by 7 p.m. Central Time tonight. Um, it's also the end of the year, so if you're looking to uh, donate to any very active animal protection organizations, uh, please do so. Uh, you can always go to ChicagoAllianceForAnimals.org uh, and there's a link there and you could also donate through the My Giving Circle contest. So I want to just read a quick um, statistic here before I introduce, introduce tonight's guests. Every year, 6.5 million dogs, cats, and other former pets are abandoned or lost and enter shelters. But of all three these animals, only 3.2 million are adopted, and many see shelters again after less than a year of finding a new home. Deciding to adopt a pet is an enormous responsibility. Yes, it is. And that's why I'm happy to introduce Sherry Berliner, who is the founder of Friends of Petrates and owner of Petrates Pet Photography, and Amanda Solon, uh, who is my top volunteer on our campaign to (laughs) free spur the tortoise and get the village of Lincolnwood to enforce their laws and stop allowing rabbits and wild animals to be sold in Lincolnwood. So welcome, ladies. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks for coming. (laughs) <laughs> and happy holidays. Happy holidays. So, um, you first, uh, Sherry, got into uh, pet photography, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, that work and why you chose to uh, f- photograph adorable pets? <laughs> well, I started um, as a professional photographer, and uh, I had always loved pets growing up. But when I was in college, I kind of you know, focused on my studies and photography and didn't really have any pets. Um, but then I was, as a professional photographer, sitting at at work one day, and I heard these ladies talk about how they were going to drown some cats. Oh, no. And, yeah, so I ended up bringing them home. Um, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I, I had these, these cats and then um, adopted a dog and had huge photos of them on my walls, of course, and people started saying, hey, can you do photos of my pets? Nice. And I was like, hmm, this is a great way to use my photography and my love of pets. So I started uh, Petrit's Pet Photography, and then shelters and rescues started reaching out and saying, hey, can you make our, our pets look that good? Because it was like 1996, and you know, the internet with all the adoptable animals online. And so it kind of just worked perfectly. Yeah, definitely. Now I'm thinking I need a nice pet trait of my cats. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> um, and uh, so we have some other guests in the studio today that I did not introduce. Uh, so who do we have with us, uh, Sherry? Well, we have a cat who needs a new name. I'm holding her on my lap. Uh She's a seven-year-old tortoiseshell. Uh, dilute. Can, you can put her on your lap if you want. I would love to hold her. <laughs> Here she comes. Oh, oh we got to keep her. Oh, she's so beautiful. Here we go. Have a cat. Hello. <laughs> hello. I don't know if you can see her on Facebook, but she's oh, hello. <laughs> this kitty does not have a name yet. Is that correct? Uh, that is correct. She's had multiple names, oh. but none that stuck. So. She needs a a really good name. So we take calls here at WCPT 773-763-9278. And uh, if you want to call in and give the sweet kitty a name, she's purring. She's very happy. Um, 
we're going to like leave her on our laps or in the carrier here <laughs> at the studio. But um, again, we'd love to take some calls if uh, you have any thoughts on what a cute name would work for her. She's like gray and she's got flecks of almost pink in her fur. Peaches and cream. Peaches and cream. Oh. <laughs> Whoops. Well, let's see if you'll relax here. Okay, and then who's over on your lap, Mandy? I have two guinea pigs, and I've been at Sherry's Rescue when she's had up to 18 guinea pigs. So I don't know how many you have right now, but I'm going to try to get this guy out, and you can tell me who he is. Hello. It's all right. It's all right. Yes, <laughs> Who's this guy? That's Binkeldorf. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm always amazed at the... You, I, I don't think you ever have used a name twice <laughs> and, and for the many, many rescues that you've had. So, and is this the brother? Um, not, siblings? not related, but not they live together. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. They live together. So they need to go together. Yeah, they. Yeah, once they're bonded, I I don't like to separate them. Of course, that's ideal. Of course, that yeah. is ideal, and that's what I think a lot of people don't realize about guinea pigs is that they can live up to seven years. So I think people sometimes buy them. It's sort of like an impulse. Oh, this would be mm-hmm. a good starter pet for my child. When actually, um, because of my experience in working at your rescue, they. Maybe they, they require more care, and they are they live longer, I think, than people think, and they require a bigger habitat than um, mm-hmm. these pet stores where people often get them uh, tend to lead people. like they, they, And the animal store is one of those places that um, sells inappropriate-sized enclosures. And I don't know if you can speak to... Some of the horror shows that you've seen about people are relinquishing guinea pigs to you? Yeah, it just, you know, people have them in hamster uh, aquariums, um, cages with inappropriate bottoms that injure their feet. Their feet. Um, Oh, just, um, yeah, just... There are guinea pig cages, and uh, they really shouldn't be in hamster cages or ferret cages or chinchilla cages. Would you say they need room to, just like a cat or dog need room to explore your home? You know, I don't think really any animal should live in a cage, you know. I mean, so. They need an appropriate enclosure. Right, exactly. I like to call them habitats because, you know, it's not really a cage. it's, It's a habitat. It should have everything they they need, water and lots of hay Mm -hmm. and fresh greens every day. And uh, how did you uh, tell us about how you received these three, these uh, companions and like what is this kitty's background that you know of? Well, I actually rescued her as a tiny kitten with her sister and they were adopted by a woman who worked at a a, hosp- a veterinary hospital in town, and uh, unfortunately, the woman um, passed away. Okay, and so um, a neighbor gave her to another woman, who is uh, sadly being hospitalized right now and won't be able to take her back. So, she so she's her- had at least two homes. Yeah. Right, well, yeah. Initially, I took her in as a kitten because her original family became allergic. They didn't know they had allergies. And okay. And then, so she has been kind of shuffled around, and uh, she needs not only a new name or a name, <laughs> but she also needs a good forever home. So if you are watching Facebook Live, uh, she is very sweet. She's pretty content sitting on my lap and getting hair all over my clothes. Uh <laughs> And then the two guinea pigs, what is their story? They were being given away free to a good home on Facebook Marketplace. And uh, one of our adopters and volunteers said, please, please, will you take these if we, you know, grab them? And so we did. Right. And uh, if you're listening, uh, it's never, ever a good idea to put pets on any sort of 
whether social media or website, free to a good home. That is can be a very dangerous, if not death sentence for um, for that animal because there are there are sick people out there who will take free animals and who knows do what with them. So I see that we have a caller. Um, do we have a name? Oh, not yet. Okay. Uh, so it looks like someone's calling in. We'll give it one minute to find out who the, who is calling. Hopefully someone interested in adapting. <laughs> uh, um, so, okay. Uh, I want to read another statistic. I've got a few statistics that we're going to read throughout the show. Uh, you want to take, maybe she wants to go in there. She want to go in your box? Yeah. She's like, maybe not. <laughs> uh, okay. Roughly 6.5 million animals enter shelters. Oh, I read that one. That was from the American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. Approximately 85 million families are pet owners. Oh, that's through the Humane Society of the United States. Uh, so how did your uh, passion as a pet photographer translate into animal rescue? Well, when I started uh Photographing for all these shelters and rescues, I saw what worked and what didn't work and what I liked and admired about some of the rescues I worked with and the things that I really didn't like. And I tried to combine what I thought were the best practices that I had seen and just do my own thing and find a lot of animals' homes. Because as many shelters and rescues as there are out there, there's still so many animals that fall between the cracks and mm-hmm. so many stories and so many needy creatures. Yeah. And it, they're, they're never, hopefully one day, but at least right now there are never enough homes and not enough shelters and not enough foster homes and simply not enough cages. So uh, Deborah uh, from Chicago, who says she's an animal lover, is on the line. Hello, Deborah. Hello, ladies. How are you? You're great because your spirit. Are you there? For yes, I'm. Can you hear me? We can't hear. Can you hear me? Hello. 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 I can hear her faintly. Okay, I can't hear her. I can hear you. Okay, I'll try back. Okay. One second, Deborah. We'll get this fixed. While we're waiting for... She wants to adopt two guinea pigs. That's what I'm, I'm still here. <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm still here. Uh, Alex is working to get Deborah on the line here. Sure. I'll read another statistic while we wait for that. Compared to 1973, the number of cats and dogs entering shelters annually is down from... More than 20 million. That is also a statistic from the Humane Society of the United States. So the, our efforts of promoting adopt, adopt don't shop, uh, is working, but it's not working enough. Um, how many animals w- is, does Friends of Pet Traits currently have uh, to adopt either at your own rescue or through fostering? Um, we have about 30 okay. currently. Yeah. All right, and uh, and then of course we've got shelters all over Chicago land, Chicago Animal Care and Control, and there are things, there are shelters that have to euthanize animals, kill them because there aren't enough homes. So um, again, we're going to push push it throughout this hour. Adopt how important the importance of adoption and not buying animals. Uh, so was there one animal that started you on the path to rescue that? that made you just say, okay, I've got to, I've got to do this for the rest of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of all of them. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, just so many stories, so many bad situations and, uh, so many incredible, wonderful people who come and step forward to give them homes Mm -hmm. and to, to foster. Uh, that's how I met, um, Mandy and her family (laughs) They fostered for me, um, was it 15 years ago is when, yeah. when I met you. Yeah. Your kids were little. Yep, and, a family uh, of cats that were born outside, and you rescued them from a shelter. And we had the mom and four babies, and one didn't make it. 
And then we ended up keeping two of those cats, and I still have one today, 99. is Yeah, 14, almost 15. Yeah. 15 yeah. years old? Yep. Yep. And uh, that uh, cats can live usually, uh, you know, up to their late teens, early 20s. Shian? Okay, Deborah, are you there? Okay, can you hear me now? I can't hear Can you, you hear me? Still can't hear me. Am I not? Take that out. <laughs> That's not surprising. Okay, I'll, I can I'll hear it. I'll back. Okay, awesome. Ladies, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you, Deborah. Thanks for calling. Thank you. I've been listening and, in fact, have uh, passed on information to some others to, to listen to your show. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah. As a little girl, um, we've had all kinds of turtles, uh, parakeets, um, and I have recently rescued a, a cat. I'm careful that I'll get to reunification with the cat. A lady did get the cat. I told her that I was hoping to be in a position where I can um, move out of a place, a horrible situation, and I'll be able to get, but uh, I'm, I'm just prayerful that that'll happen. Wanted to know also, and, and want to talk to you a, a possible idea about Miss um, Turtle. Um, forgive me, I'm, I'm 65, and the name escapes me. The, t- the tortoise that we're trying to get The tortoise. To- yeah. The tortoise. Her, the tortoise. Yeah, her name is Spur. Um, and she is still, as we speak, uh, languishing you, you in... Said, re, repeat her name? Spur? Spur, Spur. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. And and possibly some idea, an idea, but maybe I'll get to um, get contact you at another time regarding that. Do you want to ask, and, and I'm praying this, this could happen so 30 years, 35 years, that's horrific. Yes, that's it horrific. is. That's horrific. Yeah. She, in, and in uh, this tiny I feel, display I feel your pain. Yeah. Yes, yes. Want to know if you ladies are familiar with Fido. Um, that was, uh, I can't think, think of the lady's yeah. name, but she Gloria. did rescue. Yeah, I, I'm familiar. Yeah, I'm familiar with that um, shelter and we definitely, uh, I've worked with Gloria, uh, who runs uh, Famous Fido. And uh, well, go ahead. She would remember Rock. In fact, there were portraits, uh, uh, photography. My mom, it was her companion dog. And I was, it was, a, it was it's 12 years that I ended up having to put Rock down, um, wound up having to. Can you imagine an a English mastiff in a cage? That uh, it was horrific um, this time twelve years ago, but but I, I want to thank you for what you're doing, and I certainly would like to work toward doing something for Miss Burst. Okay, wonderful. And I will be in touch. Okay, thank you for. I think um, I have a good idea. Thank you. Thank you for your call, and uh, definitely reach out if you want to adapt to. Uh, I, I to am going to do. And uh, if you're on social media, on Facebook, I post actions daily to help spur. To, um, and we also testify before the board um, every, usually twice a month, the first and third Tuesday of each month at 730 at the Village of Lincolnwood's um, board at their village hall in Lincolnwood. So if you ever... So you can, just had one? You just had a meeting we, recently? We, we attend their meetings. Oh, the last one was... Uh, Think the nineteenth of December. Uh, I'm not sure the exact date of the of January, but I'll be posting about it on social media. Okay, awesome. Okay, so reach I out. I don't have you... social media, yeah, but I, I will be. I definitely will be in touch. Okay, because it would be helpful for me too. Thank you, Deborah. And thank you so much. Thanks for thank calling. You, and happy New Thanks Year for to you. Calling. Thank you. Okay, um, and uh, again, if you want to call, if you have a good suggestion for this a kitty's name uh, who needs a home, the number here is seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight. And uh, let me read another statistic here. Um, there is an average seventy-two hour window of hope for an animal left at a shelter to be found and returned. That's through Rescue Paw Foundation. So in addition to uh, making a lifetime commitment to animals, I was saying right before that call that a cat can live up to 20 years. So it's a 20-year commitment, and it's important to make that commitment uh, because it's very stressful on cats or any animal to lose their home or lose their person. Uh, And 
you know, sometimes people will say, well, I want to make sure I, I get my cat or dog or fill in the blank uh, to a good shelter. Well, most shelters are good, but the problem is, is it doesn't matter how great a shelter is. Losing your home is not easy for any animal, and being put into a cold cage surrounded by strangers is not a good thing for anybody. So please make that commitment and, you know, take that animal to, if you move, uh, find a an apartment or a home that allows cats or dogs. And cats and dogs can travel cross-country. Uh, some people think, well, it'd be more humane to put my animal in a local animal shelter than drive that animal cross country when I move. No, it's important to stay, keep that animal with you and they can travel. It's stressful, but it's, it, they're still with you. So it's a lot less stress being in the car with you on that cross country trip than going into a shelter. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, so, uh, how, uh, Tell us about some of the other animals that are being fostered through pet, Friends of Pet Traits. Let's see. We have um, some dogs. We have... Um, Jazzy, who is a, uh, a shepherd husky. She's at a doggy daycare. And she's dog and cat friendly. Um Huskies just need a lot of um, stimulation and exercise, so that's something to keep in mind. They're also escape artists, so they need a (laughs) secure fence so they don't become stray. Um, Lots of cats and baby kittens that aren't even on our, our website yet because they're still in the process of growing up and getting vetted, spayed, neutered. Um, we have guinea pigs and we have beautiful rabbits. Um, so you take, and I, I believe you told us you have a you get from time to time bearded dragons and geckos. Um, the animal store in Lincolnwood sells bearded dragons and geckos and rabbits. And so when the animal store sells these animals, these species, because the village of Lincolnwood uh, trustees and mayor allow. Oh, my goodness. If you're watching on Facebook, this kitty is so sweet. She's a sweetheart. She's got the most beautiful green eyes, and we need to promote her picture because she's just gorgeous, and she's so sweet. It takes her no time at all to warm up. She's (laughs) throwing me off We need to get No Name Kitty a good name tonight. And a home is more important than a name, but... uh, Please call in and give us some suggestions. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to probably take her home with me. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Okay, so the animal store uh, sells these animals because the village of Lincolnwood uh, elected officials refused to enforce the laws on their books. And uh, people like Sherry have to pick up, you know, clean up the mess that Lincolnwood is creating uh, by allowing rabbits to continue to be sold when the Cook County law passed in 2016, which is more than seven years ago, uh, in the spring, it will be eight years since Cook County passed this very common sense, humane law prohibiting the sale of rabbits, cats, dogs, and rabbits. But uh, so rabbits end up being dumped uh, in parking lots, in forest preserves, just dumped outside because People somehow think a domesticated rabbit can just survive, but they can't. They're not wild animals, yeah. and they <laughs> they need special care. I am so sorry, but this kitty is just so cute. Okay. Um, unfortunately, we can't put you on the floor. <laughs> All right. So, uh, oh, oops, I'm sorry. So it is important to remember that um, adopt, don't chop, and help us help help us encourage and urge the village of Lincolnwood to finally enforce the laws on their books. Uh, we can't do it alone and we will win this campaign, but it takes time and we need your help. And if you're listening and you're a Lincolnwood resident, we really need your help. We need Lincolnwood residents to call, email, uh, attend these board meetings with us on the first and third Tuesday of each month and let these elected officials know that 
they should no longer be uh, waiving laws that were passed, that proposed, put on the books and passed for a reason. Uh, so uh, tell, tell us about bearded dragons and geckos and how did you ever, how did you uh, find those or did people reach out to you wanting to get rid of their, of these animals that they bought? Yeah. Um, and, you know, oftentimes they require such specialized care because they're from a different climate. They're from a different country. So they require, you know, a certain amount of humidity. Um, heat. Yeah, yep. heat. Uh, live feed. They eat worms and crickets and, you know, things that, uh, you know, you can't just go out and grab from the outdoors. You have to buy them. So... You know, they're expensive to keep up. Um, yeah. I don't think that's something that in a, in a place like the animal store, people are actually educated about the amount of care that's required and the humane habitat that's required because he himself is selling these animals in very tiny cages, inappropriately tiny for what their needs are. And I know, Sherry, you've definitely experienced people um, surrendering animals to you that were purchased originally at the animal store in these horrific environments where their their tiny cages are completely soiled, full of feces, like guinea pigs with sores and stuff because they're just embedded in their own urine because people just bought them and you know, really should have probably gotten a stuffed animal, not a a live sentient being that needs care every single day. And I've learned a lot from working at your rescue. And I just want to say, Sherry's one of the only rescues in, in, you know, the Chicago area that will take in these all creatures, great and small, I like to say, because (laughs) um, it's not just cats and dogs, but she's one of the only, um, when there's a need for a rescue of, gerbils, these exotics that we've talked about that are being sold at the animal store, guinea pigs, rabbits. Um, Sherry's able to help offset some of these rescues, and in some cases, the only one that's willing to take these little guys in. So I know my daughters adopted a couple of hamsters from Sherry and then built these elaborate, you know, uh, habitats for them. And we've just learned so much from working with Sherry about what's what what they really need. And um, that's the kind of business we want to educate people about, not going in there and buying an impulse animal, but always rescue. Because at a rescue, your adoption fee is going to support that rescue. And you're going to learn about proper care, proper humane care, and what the expectations are. And then you can decide um, and make sure that this is the right animal for you and that you can make that long-term commitment because that's what's really important. And <laughs> She's very friendly. <laughs> she's friendly, but she's, she wants to run around. She and wants to run around. She's very friendly. And I told she's the studio that gorgeous. will keep her. Yeah. She's absolutely gorgeous. And... Yeah, anybody would be very lucky. Now, is she uh, in a bonded pair, or she could go by herself? Um, she's in a bonded pair. Yeah. yeah. She has okay. a sister who looks just like her. Well, if that's true, then they're both gorgeous, and somebody would be getting two incredibly gorgeous, friendly cats and that need a home. And what's her sister's name? She has a name? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like either name, so... So no name name number one and no name number two. They've had multiple names. So now we need two names, people. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we were talking about, you know, the village of Lincolnwood not enforcing these laws. So uh, the phone number to the village of Lincolnwood is 847-673-1540 or 847-745-4717. Make that call. You'll get a voicemail and just leave a message saying that you support the Humane Campaign to enforce their laws, which prohibit the sale of rabbits and prohibit the keeping and sale of wild animals. Uh, The email to the mayor, uh, Mayor Giselle Patel, P-A-T-E-L, is J Patel, J-P as in Paul, A-T as in Tom, E-L at L-W-D dot org. Email him and let him know that you want 
laws enforced. You want the humane laws that are on the books to protect the animals and protect the public from uh, salmonella, from uh, exotic animals harming children, uh, as well as endangered species being sold, and urge him to do the right thing and to get some holiday spirit to do the right thing and stop being a Scrooge. So uh, are you still doing pet photography for people as well as animal rescues or animal shelters? Yes. Oh, nice. Yeah, there was a uh, a little stoppage during the pandemic, but, uh, uh, yeah, where everyone was masked. But now that the masks are off, people are willing to pose again. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds wonderful. Do you want to tell us uh, if anybody's interested in getting a, f- a photo uh or print made of their them their pets, how they could contact you. Yeah, um, they could look on the Petrits uh, website and they could reach out to Sherry at Petrits.com. Uh, if you want to adopt, it's friendsofpetrits at gmail.com or you could look on the friendsofpetrits.com uh, website. It's okay. <laughs> uh, and who is this guy, Sherry? I took out the other. Oh, that's uh, Quinklemeyer. <laughs> Quinklemeyer and Binkeldorf. So this is the other guinea pig that we that we brought to the studio today, and um, I know you you get a lot of calls about guinea pigs, and you can't answer all of them. So, is there a certain time of year where you are? Um, getting an influx, or does it just depend? I know that sometimes you've had an explosion where somebody adopted a guinea pig or a rabbit or a gerbil, and that animal was pregnant. Mm -hmm. And that's the other problem with the animal story. He doesn't properly sex any of these animals, and he certainly doesn't vaccinate them or give them any kind of medical care because that would hone in on his profit margin, which is his main concern. Where at a shelter and a rescue, their main concern is humane care and and long you know forever homes. Um, so maybe you know can you can you talk about how um, you know that that is like what you've seen over the years and maybe um, some of the 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 animals that you know have come originated from the animal store. Well, definitely. Um there was recently a rabbit that was uh, relinquished to me that had been purchased at the animal store, and it was still eating the same food. Unfortunately, you know, some of this is ignorance on the 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 part of people. Uh, if they could research how to find me, why couldn't they research the proper diet of a rabbit? Um, but they were still the rat, poor rabbit was still eating alfalfa hay, which is really only for baby rabbits. Sherry, um, you want to take her? <laughs> uh, just, you know. Uh, wow, that's, yeah. They yeah. sold a hedgehog to an 85-year-old woman who had recently relinquished um, three cats to our rescue. Right. So that, that hedgehog had to find a home real quickly because she wasn't able to take care of that either. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of species, uh, birds. Yeah, uh, geckos, uh, chinchillas. Uh, you've had, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So and uh, all these species you're naming, he, uh, the animal store sells, and they're right. wild animals. Almost right. every species you just mentioned um, are wild animals, and Lincolnwood's law states that any wild animals are, are prohibited from being kept or sold in the village. And they simply waived that law in March of 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this wasn't a law that was created for on a whim. It was created because wild animals do not belong in cages and they don't belong in homes. They belong in the wild. So there's a, the way that this store is uh, ha- getting these animals, nobody seems to know. The village continues to lie to the public in at their board meetings and in emails stating that all the animals sold at the animal store are captive bred. Yet, neither the village of Lincolnwood itself knows 
the Illinois Department of Agriculture, the Illinois Department of Natural Resources, Cook County Animal Control, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Services have absolutely zero records on where these animals are coming from. So if they they are wild animals and they they uh, nobody knows where they're coming from. So could he? And again, we have documented. She wants to go running. <laughs> okay, let's let's put her in the carrier and see if she'll relax there. There okay. we go. Yeah, just relax. Just time um, to relax. So uh, we have documented actual endangered species, species that are on the U.S. endangered species list that he sells at his store. Mm-hmm. That's a violation. That's a federal law. Right. So, uh, and that's so often true with laws on the books for animals; they're just not enforced. Exactly. Um, so that's what we're trying to do: is get Lincolnwood to enforce its own laws, and get the people of Lincolnwood to recognize that this has been going on for far too long. Because spur is just one example of the suffering, but it's it's a long suffering. You know, over thirty years documented that she's been in a tiny, inappropriate enclosure. And, um, you know, we've, we've talked about this many times, but Salcata tortoises belong, come from Africa. <laughs> so a, a window, a cold window um, next to the elements in Chicago is not appropriate for her. Um, she never has access to water. She only got a heat lamp because we raised concern about that. And that still gets turned off at 5 o'clock every night. And she's in a, a cold um pet store as a as a prop so yeah it's very important that we educate people about adopting and not purchasing and definitely whenever there's um, a store like this that is really from another era I can't believe it's gone on this long and has existed this long but um, once I think people hear about it they agree with us so I think 2024 is going to be the year that Spur goes to sanctuary and goes to an appropriate environment where she's warm and she's got, uh, you know, freedom and she can roam like she wants to and and have a, a more natural life, the most natural life that she can have um, after being stolen from her home in the first place. Yeah, after the last uh, village board meeting, Lincolnwood board meeting, uh, we stopped by the animal store at it was probably around nine o'clock at night, and uh, Spur was as far as she could be from the window. And it, at this night, it was probably thirty, thirty-five degrees around there, uh, and she was as like as far from the window, and it was like she was trying to get under the hay. The only thing she has in her prison is hay, uh, and she's trying to. Burrow. Mm-hmm. Now, I personally never knew much about African spurred tortoises until we started on this campaign. And they like to burrow. They like to roam. And so she has no space or place to burrow. She, all she has is hay. So she's trying to burrow under it, probably for heat, for warmth. And when we got to the window to take a quick video of her, I just started crying mm-hmm. because... She has nothing. She has nothing natural to her life. Mm-hmm. And her average temperature in Africa would be between 80 and 100 degrees Fahrenheit. She, there's no way the animal store can keep that temperature or make sure her habitat is comparable to what she would have in nature. Because he sells so many other species, he sells animals of all shapes types mm-hmm. and and uh from all different areas of the world so he can't keep it the appropriate temperature for every species because it's a it's a horror show in, inside the store mm-hmm. uh, it, it really is yeah it's and a menagerie there's so many different animals <clears throat> just stacked on top of, the, of each other in these tiny enclosures Snakes on top of, you know, I saw a, like a lonely ferret in a cage on a floor. I've seen opossums stuffed in cages. Um, I, who knows where those full-grown opossums went? Who needs to buy an opossum? <laughs> like what? What? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
like you said, endangered species, a wall of birds, two big macaws are were in the in the front window that both looked sick to me. I'm not a bird expert, but this guy is definitely um we know that he's not providing humane education and selling these animals in a way that they are go off with their their new owners and have a humane habitat because he doesn't keep them that way in his store and and he doesn't have the proper size habitats for the animals that he's selling so we know that he's not um you know doing doing good by them and it's just something that that has to stop and i was contacted recently by somebody who had gone into the animal store who witnessed some very disturbing uh things she witnessed um the birds water and other animals water just so dirty uh full of feces mm-hmm. and that doesn't the water like that does not get dirty that quickly mm-hmm. uh she said that definitely is not being changed daily uh mm-hmm. and the water is just dark and dirty and again full of feces mm-hmm. so if, if you can't even change water for mm-hmm. these animals on a week or a daily basis, mm-hmm. that says a lot about how he cares about these animals. Mm-hmm. The fact that he leaves this tortoise in uh, in this tiled prison where she has no, um, she doesn't get to burrow. She doesn't have heat uh, 24 hours. The heat gets turned off because they they turn off the lights and the electricity, well, not electricity, but they turn off the lights for the night, so she doesn't get heat overnight. All she has is a cold window. Uh, So these are the things, you know, people have told us they've seen animals just pacing and uh, showing signs of real stress, exhibiting signs of stress in in their cages at the animal store. Uh, What else have we been told? Well, I mean... We've talked a lot about rabbits, and one of the things that happened this year is there's a virus that went through Chicago because of a disreputable store that was um, letting people come in and cuddle bunnies. And um, it's a deadly virus for rabbits, and you have to be vaccinated against it. And um, while this virus was going around, this man continues to sell rabbits, and he's certainly not vaccinating them against this virus. No. And he's not uh, sexing them properly, and he's not, um, he's certainly not um, making sure that they are, are neutered so that we can stop the problem because that's not what he cares about. So it's these kinds of stores, not shelters and not, you know, rescues that are part of the problem. It's these kinds of stores and these kinds of for-profit entities that are, you know, um, tr- putting up a facade of, you know, he, he talks about himself being a humane educator, somebody who goes out into schools and educates students. And he's this, you know, in his mind, this beloved, you know, small business owner in the community and the reality is he's an animal trafficker yeah and i think that's the language that we have to start using because that's the truth and the village of lincolnwood has to look at it in those in those terms and look at their um liability on this issue because they are these are very real concerns about people um getting diseases getting salmonella these animals being in danger as well as humans and um, I think this deadly and, uh, rabbit virus was just one example, and we're going to see more. And the salmonella outbreak that happened in August right. uh, okay, was buddy. contributed or to t- turtles less than four inches. It's a federal law uh, that nobody anywhere in the U.S. can sell turtles less whose shells are less than four inches long. Yet, guess yes. who sells them? Guess who allows them to be sold? The village of Lincolnwood's mayor... And the trustees, they are allowing it. And Illinois was one of the, I believe, nine states that was affected by this outbreak that sent 20-some people to the hospital, to emergency rooms. So by him selling these small turtles, because turtles carry salmonella, if a child gets one of these turtles as a gift or the family buys one of these turtles and the child develops salmonella, that child could die. And that is on the village of Lincolnwood. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, and I met, I forgot to mention that the other thing that this person who called me about when she went into the animal store, she witnessed dead fish floating among 
the live fish. Right. Right. <laughs> so dead animals inside this pet store. How many more violations, uh, selling ex- endangered species, selling too small of turtles, uh, selling rabbits illegally, selling wild animals illegally, keeping right. wild animals illegally. How many more things, how many more violations, how many more inhumane and public safety risks does the village need to know before they finally enforce these laws? And we're not asking them to shut the store down. We have no interest in shutting down a small business. But if the small business is putting the public at risk and uh, putting immense pressure on local animal rescues like Sherry's and local animals or local shelters, mm-hmm. uh, then it's time to enforce the law and let them know. Spur has to get out. Out of Lincolnwood. And if you don't allow her to go to the sanctuary in Arizona where she will have sunshine on her shell and she will feel the earth under her claws and she will have companionship with others of her kind, then we're going to fine you $1,000 every day until, mm-hmm. you enforce, in, until you follow our laws. That, that can be done. And the village continues to tell us that they don't own Spur. And that's true. They don't. They don't actually have any control over what he do, does with her. But they can enforce their law, which means she has to get out of the village. And by enforcing their law and telling him, if you don't follow the laws, our laws, the Cook County laws, the village of Lincolnwood laws, then we are going to fine you. Well, then maybe they can put a little pressure on him to actually... Make you know, make the decision to let her go to Dots Desert Oasis Turtle and Tortoise Turtle and Tortoise Sanctuary in Tucson, Arizona, and that's what we want. We want her to live out the next fifty to sixty years, which she can live to be a hundred years old, give or take, uh, in a much more natural habitat and be as free as possible. We can't send her back to Africa, but we can give her the be- next best thing, which is Arizona. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, yeah, uh, exactly, yeah. So um, we, we have about six minutes or so left here. Uh, again, if you want to call uh, and give a suggestion of a name for this beautiful, sweet kitty, uh, 773-763-9278 is the phone number here. Uh, what else what, what other what else would you like to tell us about Friends of Petrits and Petrits Pet Photography? Well, the more foster homes we have, the more animals we can rescue because unlike a shelter that has so many animals in one place, it's better to have a more natural, lifelike environment for them. So if a family takes in one extra cat or an extra dog or a pair of guinea pigs, that's much better for the animal and much better for the family. And a much uh, easier a way for the animals to uh, feel at home, have less stress than being in a a huge shelter surrounded by a lot of other animals in cages, Mm -hmm. metal cages. Yeah, so fosters, we need you too. Uh, Unfortunately, I'm a foster failure every time. (laughs) (laughs) It just, it's too hard for me. Uh, And I'm sorry, I know that sounds like a cop-out, but uh, it's hard for me to give them back. Uh, but we do need foster families uh, always. So if you can foster any companions for Sherry, definitely uh, call her or email her. Look her up online on her website. Tell us again uh, any phone numbers, email addresses, websites, Facebook pages. Um, for photography, petrits.com. For um, adoption, and spell that. Spell that. Oh, petrates yeah. is yeah. Uh, P-E. It's like portraits except it's pets. So it's P E T R A I T S, and then friends of petrates is friends of petrates. P E T R A I T S dot com. We list all our pets, uh, dogs, cats, guinea pigs, rabbits on the website, and. Uh, it talks about a little about each animal's care, what they eat, what they require. Yep. And uh, how can people, uh, in addition to adopting or fostering through Petrits, how can people help pitch in to end the overpopulation of, of companion animals um, and wild animals, for that matter? Yeah, in general, um, spaying and neutering is really important for 
dogs, cats, rabbits, and uh, male guinea pigs, um, especially if you have more than one guinea pig, um, one of each sex, it's important to neuter the males. Um, rabbits is just healthier, and it helps them become uh, better socialized towards people and uh, happier life if they're happier, longer life if they're spayed and neutered. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I want to put this uh, out there real quickly. The next Lincolnwood Village Board meeting is on January 8th, uh, which is, I believe, a Monday. Um, according to their website, it says the meeting's from 6 to 9. Hmm. So, uh, that is a Monday. I will be uh, looking into that to make sure that... Uh, they haven't changed how they do. Normally, they have a meeting at 6, and then uh, the, the main village board meeting is at 7.30, and that's when we testify. So since it's the start of the new year, they may have changed their, since they changed how they do it because we came to testify. So they, we, they used to allow unlimited testimony at the start of their meeting, and now they only allow six minutes, and then everybody else has to wait till the end to continue which means if you're testifying on behalf of the issue of SPUR, you sometimes have to wait until the very end of their meeting. Which could be which 9 or 10 o'clock at night. It could be 9 or 10 o'clock at night. But we wait and we testify because we're not going to give up. Yep. And uh, so that, again, is Monday, January 8th from 6 to 9. If you can help us, we again, we definitely need Lincolnwood residents. We need... Anybody. Well, you don't have to be a Lincolnwood resident, but if you can help us, please reach out to me at Chicago Alliance for Animals, F-O-R-Animals at gmail.com, or look me up on Facebook and send me a PM, uh, and I can help you You know, with ideas on what to say. You can simply get up and say one sentence. You can say, enforce your laws. You could say, free spur. You could say, ban the sale of animals, and, that, and then that's good enough. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Definitely need, if there's any listeners out there that are from Lincoln, Lincolnwood or know people who live in Lincolnwood that would be sympathetic to this issue enough to come testify, we definitely need Lincolnwood voices as much as possible. And again, we're not trying to shut them down. We're just trying to... Uh, let me finish with one quote. Um, thank you guys for joining me mm-hmm. so thank much. I want to quickly end with uh, this quote. Rescue. It's not just a verb. It's a promise. It's from National Mill Dog Rescue. And don't forget, adopt, don't shop. Happy New Year to everyone. I hope you have a very happy and safe uh, evening and a, a prosperous 2024. And I hope we can get spurred to sanctuary. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.